on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. This week on the Indo Daily. I asked her to leave me alone. I felt like she was harassing me. And she was insistent that, you know, these were just coincidences. Catherine Martin, she is in favour of scrapping the TV licence and giving money to RT direct from the exchequer. Tonished Michal Martin, dead set against it. No way, not happening. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. Very welcome to the Left Wing Live. Well, Ireland are still in the fight in this Six Nations. It was a flattering scoreline, but they beat a 14-man England, 32 points to 15 at Twickenham today. James Lowe, Hugo Keenan, uh, Jack Conan and Finlay Bealham with the tries for Ireland. Now, Rory O'Connor and Dave Kelly are at Twickenham for us. Rory, let's just start with the bottom line first. A bonus point win for Ireland. What a test match. Yeah, incredible tonight. I mean... A really strange, strange game. A record win for Ireland in Twickenham. A bonus point in a venue that Ireland traditionally have, you know, don't do very well in. And yet, a game that completely turned on a 90-second uh, red card, which can't be ignored. And a game in which some of the fundamentals of Ireland's game absolutely fell apart. And it's going to take a while to quite pro- to process the whole thing. Uh, Ultimately, it keeps their title dreams alive. It keeps their, their hopes of a triple crown firmly within their own hands. And that's that's a real positive for this team, who I think have targeted that from the off. That's that's their goal, to win it, to win something during this window. But I think they'd be deluding themselves if they didn't recognise that the scrum was absolutely eviscerated and that their leadership kind of disappeared halfway through that game. And with 50 minutes to go, it looked like England were, were going to do it. And, and they just, they tired and they, they kind of, they just... Ireland exploited that and, and they you know they did well to do so but yeah really weird like wins here should be celebrated it doesn't happen very often and it's it, it, you know ultimately it's a great result and, and you can't ignore that but when, when the dust settles Andy Farrell and his team and in particular John Fogarty the scrum coach have an awful lot of work to do because I'd say Razi Erasmus and his coaching ticket who Ireland will face in the World Cup uh, will be licking their lips at that scrum performance you know that was really really shocking and uh, can't happen again you know that's 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 the bottom line. Yeah, Dave. I mean, Ireland shot themselves in the foot at times. The final scoreline flashed them. They didn't have that cohesion that Eddie Jones said that Ireland would have. The scrum, the penalty count as well. Did we see any of that coming? Well, if you kind of separate the um, those outstanding moments in terms of the sending off um, the scrum penalties, and if you remove them for a moment... Ireland should have been able to control the game with a, with a pace and tempo, which is not which is not necessarily going to be over elaborate, but just to dominate 
with one extra man. Um, they, they had neither the wit nor the wit to do that, and they just lacked a lot of composure. I wrote this morning about a lack of leadership, possibly, a lack of a reliance on experience, and the experience didn't bring anything new to the party today. That was the worrying thing for me. Um, you know, they say you can't wait out a scrum, and it happened here in in 12, Mike Ross and Tom Ford. Um, it nearly got them today, but even with those scrum penalties, Ireland should have been smart enough to know how to intellectually and um, you know dynamically dominate the game against an England side who we have seen that they did produce a wonderful bit of attacking play course, but an England side who are way, way below Ireland's level in terms of, of development. And that's the worrying thing uh, in terms of the development this RSG. It was sufficient until the day thereof, but in terms of you get a feeling about games and aside from the scrum penalties and the scoreboard, there was never a feeling that Ireland were in control, only until the last 10 minutes. And at that stage, England was spent, exhausted, couldn't put numbers in at the breakdown of the year. Ireland finally got success and finally put some faces together. But what happened at that 60 minutes when the game was, was there for the taking and Ireland couldn't take it, that's actually quite worrying. Um, it's not a, a, a huge backward step because you know the, the scoreboard doesn't have any pictures, but um, it's kind of worrying just in terms of the headspace of these experienced players that are hanging on. A lot of them: Peter Manny, Johnny Sexton, Keane Healy, um, Connor Murray. There has to be a little bit of a, a, a sea change maybe towards the summer where Ireland are going in terms of experience. Yeah, what about that, Rory? Just that inability to problem solve on the hoof. Yeah, like that, that's that's exactly it, Sinead. I mean, their discipline went, you know, and it, it wasn't young and experienced callow players who were giving away the penalties. It was Johnny Sexton, it was Ian Henderson repeatedly. I mean, the scrum, you know, we'll, they'll have to figure that out. That's a, that, you know, they, they were kind of complaining to the referee an awful lot, but it's within their gift to get dominance there, and they didn't do it. You know, that was, it was really, really poor in that department. And they, they went clever enough to either take a knee, to kind of, Figure that out, like in half time to review the footage. We all remember that Heineken Cup final when Greg Feet got the Leinster scrum or the scrum together, and they figured out what Northampton had been doing. They but the problem with the first half, Rory, with the scrum, they were forcing the play too often, playing so close to the game. There was no need with extra man, so they're actually causing their own scrum implosion by by reducing the scrums to really sloppy play. When it falls, they went to went to ground. Um, simple plays. I mean, again, the, the, it wasn't elaborate. I mean, the first try was beautiful. Created an overlap on the blind side of the 50 meter channel, three on three on two, pass out in bang. Simple. They went away from that and, and tried to um, play a game that, 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 that the, the game it has to be played on its merits. And, and Ireland went away from that and allowed England to to dominate and, and set the terms of engagement in terms of set piece to set piece to set piece. There's one stage Ireland went literally one end of the field to the other to a sloppy turnover on their own phase play in possession, should have scored a try. Suddenly you're talking 10 point turnover. That happened twice in the game. Uh, and that's just really, really poor game management from a lot of intelligent, experienced players. Uh, and it, it, it just, you know, it, it is extraordinary like that, you know, Paddy is lamenting after the, uh, the, 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 the the biggest ever defeat in this imposing Empire Stadium that has inflicted such pain. But, you know, Ireland are, 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 are being judged at the highest levels and they will be seriously excoriating that performance from their view. 
Yeah, Rory, I mean, it didn't, It you know, at the hour mark when England got level, it didn't look inevitable at that stage that the extra man that Ireland had would count, but it did then towards the end. And we've been waiting for a game for subs to make their impact, and they really did today. The likes of Robbie Henshaw, Jack Cohn, and Jack Cohn scored the try, and Finney Bealham got in with the try there as well. Was that the yeah. difference? I, I, you're right. And, and I, you know, I'm one of those people who was lamenting the lack of impact off the bench, and I would have been quite critical on air this week talking about Rob, Rob Herring. And I, I would single him out in particular for praise. I thought he was exceptional today. And he made an impact in the way that we've never seen him make an impact in forward Ireland with, with, with his carry. He was vicious in the carry. And that's, that's great. That's a player who's responding to, you know, to, to, to kind of being left out of the 23 altogether. He's behind Ronan Kelleher and Dan Sheehan. That, I think he's probably played his way into the team now because Sheehan struggled at the scrum. I thought Herring was, was really, really good off the bench today. Really, really impressive. Sheehan did a lot well in, in, the, in the loose, but... You know, he really stood out to me. Andrew Conway had a big role in it. Those two fifty twenty twos. I know he had a bad kick as well. He had a couple of mistakes, but I thought the second half was very, very good. But you're right that the bench came on and it did make a difference. Again, I thought Conor Murray's passing was pretty poor, but around him, others really, really made a contribution. And you could see that England in that last ten minutes, they given everything. I thought they were really good. I thought they really, really impressed me. I thought it told you it was magnificent. But the toll of staying in the fight with fourteen men for so long just it told. You know, it it, it was. It was too much for them at the end. And Ireland, they were smart. They spread the play. They they kept carrying. They, you know, they, they they kind of found their game again in that last ten minutes. And that's to be praised. I mean, I, you know, I've been quite critical here, and I you know I do feel like there's a lot to, to you know to be critical of. But they found a way to win the game, and, and this is the first big win of the Andy Farrell era away from home. And that, and that way, I think, was you know it, it, it quite emphasised to Andy Farrell's coaching team that you know sometimes you can marry the benefits of the Joe Smith era with this the new expansive play that Andy Farrell is trying to implement because you know they were they were so wayward and losing themselves in the first half, especially into the second. Given you know you have to react to the game and and given the set piece. Uh, nightmare that they have. You have to adapt and, and, and regain the composure. And you know, a Joe Schmidt team would have been able to solve that out. And, and so I think it'll be an important lesson in terms of you know who gave more out of this going forward, World Cup, etc. Like England will get a lot from this in terms of character. And you know, we saw a couple of their attack shapes, which you know is the New England. Obviously, couldn't do it all game because they had the man down. Um, in terms of Ireland, you kind of wonder what will Ireland get out of this. I mean, possibly just straight off. They might learn that you've got to marriage the best of the old with the best of the new, and that, uh, you know, in terms of game management and when to know to close games down, and when to know, listen, if you're struggling with set pieces, set pieces, have to play the game a different way. And they didn't, they, they eventually got there to, today against a, a tired England side, but uh, the worry is that it took them so long to get there. But you know, uh, if you wait for a point of Guinness and it takes about 30 seconds longer than you expect, it's still gorgeous. Okay, Laz, well, I know you've got press conferences and everything to go to, so we'll just wrap up. Obviously, they're they're keeping the pressure on France at the top of the table with that bonus point win. There's a triple crown up for grabs when they play Scotland at the Aviva Stadium um, next weekend. So, overall, how do you look on this in terms of next week's uh, next weekend's game now, Rory? Well, look, there's an opportunity there to go and you know beat a Scottish team that Ireland should be beating. Scotland will be licking their lips at that scrum. And Scotland have a pretty decent scrum themselves. And that's going to be a challenge for Ireland to fix in seven days. And, you know, I think everyone's going to look at that Irish scrum now as, as a real weakness without Andrew Porter. Um, but, I mean, triple crowns are not to be sniffed at. It's, it will be Ireland's first success since 2018. It will be a significant step along the road for this team. 
And you would not bet against England going to Paris based on that performance and the courage that they showed today and actually doing something quite special over there. I mean, that, this could be a moment for... I know they lost the game quite heavily in the end, but I think England will take an awful lot from today and I think they'll take that to Paris. And if they play with that... Like, if, I think if they had 15 men, they would have won this game. Um, I, I really Do you think do. so, Rory? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, can, you don't know. <laughs> well, I said, actually, obviously, I don't know. But I, 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 the, way, the way they went... Maybe, maybe the red card just gave them that motivation to... To come together and perform. <laughs> well, look, I think they could go to Paris and win. Like the France didn't impress me that much last night, and you know they only squeezed over line. France look a bit nervous at this stage. So, um, like Ireland have a chance to win a title. They're going into the final game um, on the back of a record win. I'm sure they'll be spinning the positives now. And we'll, we'll see log on to these calls and start chatting to them. And no doubt they'll, you know, they'll focus on the fact that they've got a big scalp away from all the record win against England, and, and they're right, but. If you're if they're not internally looking at that scrum and trying to find props who are able to cope at this level, um, then they're going to have problems down the line because injuries are going to happen, and you're not going to have Porter and Kelleher available every week, and that's that's a real concern going forward. But you know, it's good to be learning learning while winning. Okay, Rory and Dave, thanks for joining us. Well, that's it from us on the Left Wing Live. You get more reaction to tonight's game over at Independent.ie. Bye for now.